the fan. Off and running. It's our first edition of Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. We are on location as we will be all season long every Tuesday at noon at Buffalo Wild Wings here on campus. The Station 19 uh, 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 spot to go. It's a beautiful spot right next door to Williams Arena. And just a beautiful day for uh, a coach's show to be at today. Uh, we all, uh, a few of us braved the weather. Guardsy made it. Coach Ben Johnson is here. We've got a few loyalists here as well. And uh, here we are. We've got a gift card to give away at some point, and we've got basketball to talk about. Gargi, good to see you. Just when I thought I was getting a break from you, man. We yeah, had a nice is. ride back from Madison. We celebrated winning the Axe on Saturday. I thought, here's my built-in time away from Grimm before basketball really heats up. And nope, turn the page right to hoops, and here we are. Yeah, here we go. That's great. Ben Johnson, good to see you. Good to see you guys. It's nice to be out uh, interacting with the uh, with the fan base, and I'm glad we were able to uh, to get a show where we're out on location. And uh, obviously, the weather's playing a little bit of a factor today, but uh, we do want to make sure that everyone knows every Tuesday. Now, there's going to be a couple of road trips where we may not be able to be in person, but almost every Tuesday at noon, and uh, that was important to you. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 for me um, better than doing it over Zoom, staring at you guys <laughs> on a computer screen to get out and um, you know get on campus a little bit and be more interactive is always a good thing. You guys are now four and three, so you're seven games into the season. Let's talk some basketball just kind of generally here, and then we can go a little more micro uh, about last night and looking ahead to this weekend and this tough stretch of, of schedule. But through seven games, we know you have a young team. You've been playing four freshmen, a couple of transfer newcomers, uh, been battling injury, including flu last night with uh, with your leading scorer. And Jamison Battle, the returning leading scorer with the foot injury, now uh, playing his third game back. Uh, what, what's your assessment right now, seven games in? sitting at four and three for you as you look at it from maybe the the overhead look i think the the positive thing is we obviously have so much room to grow and to get better um the painful thing is that it you know it's in stages it's in steps but um you know we just got to get to a point now where we can you know, be a little bit more consistent especially in the first half i think we've got off to really good starts in a couple games and you know we hit kind of that halfway point in the first half where it gets Maybe to the last you know, four minutes, we have that lull or that one defensive missed assignment, and now it snowballs, and it goes from being a tie game or a one-possession game to all of a sudden now it's, it's double figures, and then you're trying so hard just to get back into the game. So um, there is a lot of positives. You know, you're always learning and teaching when you've got uh, new guys involved, and we just got to continue to get better, and we got to continue to get on the practice court and how different is it from a year ago your first year where you, you felt like you kind of knew what you were going to get from all the guys they were an older group that was by design and now you are playing younger guys where it might be a little bit of a wild card on a day-to-day -day basis how different is that just approach as you approach things very different it's almost night and day a little bit um you know especially in today's day and age you're going against such experience and you know you're going against um you know a lot of teams that have you know, six-year guys like which like we were last year and so your room for error is even less because those guys don't make that many mistakes you're not going it's not really a lot younger guy on younger guy or freshman on freshman so you know the expectation in is probably uh a little bit more than our young guys are ready for right now because again their room for error is so small because you're going against veteran teams but um i think if we can stay the course which i know our guys will because they're just they're competitors and they want to do good, you know, stay the course, you know, in time, um, they'll get caught up because they do have that 
that real life game experience. Is there a common thread to the lulls that you're talking about? Is it is it as simple as it's one thing each game, a couple of things each game, or has it been a different thing each game that you have to address? No, it, there's kind of a common theme, um, and it's either two ways from what we've seen on film. It's either um, a costly turnover that just kind of snowballs or gives the other team momentum and free points, um, or it's just a, a small, you know, detail on defense you know within our scheme something we messed up on which is which is kind of what happened yesterday and again when you play good teams and good players you make one scouting report mistake and they capitalize well then all of a sudden that gets compounded and now you've got the ripple effect from uh the the youth standpoint and as a coach philosophically how how hard is it or maybe it's not as hard as i think it might be to know that all right there's mistakes that i may have to live with some of these guys here in the short term may have to learn on the fly and that might lead to an, a 13-0 run as we saw last night or what have you but then on the same token also as a coach i guess i, I don't even know how to phrase it right be demanding to where those mistakes have to get minimized as the as the weeks go on and how hard is it sometimes just to have to maybe stand there on the sideline and take that pill, you know? Uh, I mean, how kind of philosophically, how has that been, and how do you try to handle that, both with the team? You don't want to crush them, right, young team, and crush your confidence, but at the same time, I assume you want to demand that that can't happen much longer, right? Yeah, no, at the same time, there's always standards, and you have to live up to and play up to standards. Um, I think what we've experienced is we'll, we'll fix maybe a problem A and B, and then you think you got that resolved, and then problem C comes up. <laughs> and so that is the part with youth where um, you want it all fixed right away, and it just it doesn't always happen that way. You know, they kind of it's like baby steps. And so we we've done a better job in certain areas, and then other things get exposed a little bit, and you try to shore that up. And so you have to stay positive. You have to do understand that. Um, even with guys that are new into our system, like a Dawson, man, this is the third system he's been in in three years, you know, so he's learning different stuff. It does take a little bit of time. So from a coach's standpoint, you got to be relatively patient with some of the stuff. It's the things that you continue, continuously work on as a team that they'll, they'll, that can't be, there can't be slippage all the time with that. Um, and so that's what you just try to show up is like, okay, what have we emphasized up to this point? What are things within our offense or our defense that this is a non-negotiable? Is there slippage in that? If so, then that's the that's the problem that's got to be fixed. The other stuff, there's going to be give and take a little bit with the, with a new group. And, and maybe it changes with uh, with the situation. But just personally for you, where is that line too of all right? Um, I'm going to jump these guys, or I'm not getting it. And style-wise, uh, with a with a different team than it was last year, how, how how do you handle that in terms of all right? Here's a time I might pick and choose to to jump them, or here's a time where we all know it was a mistake. They know, you know, how how does that work for you and your staff? Because they all have to kind of feel it out too. I would assume. Right. No, and that and that's the the million dollar question because it is you know confidence is so key and so important, and you can't. I can't be on every single thing like that and lose my mind on every single thing because then all of a sudden you got guys overthinking and it's more thinking, less doing. Yeah. It's almost like analysis by paralysis. Where now it's, um, you know, you look at it, the big picture, and you kind of have a gut feeling as a coach like, okay, it's either a repeated mistake, right, and which, which you can't have, you know, one mistake, two mistakes, three mistakes are the same thing, you can't have that. Um, or it's something that detail that we've we've honed in on, whether that's something we've worked on in practice or something scouting report wise that you just you have to know you have to get better at that. 
I'm okay with, with mistakes as long as um, they're effort mistakes. They're mistakes going hard, trying to do the right thing. I think the ones that hurt you are just the repeated ones of the same stuff of what you're trying to do just philosophically on both sides of the ball. That gets tough. Um, those are the ones you gotta you got to be able to learn from and grow from. You can't have the same mistake over and over and over. You're able to get Jamison back in California uh, from missing you know, the first handful of games. What have you seen from him since he's been back in the lineup? Yeah, no, it was good to get him back. Um, again, I think the more he can get on the practice court and the more he can get on the game court will help him um, just getting him comfortable out there more than anything. And, and then I got to do a, a better job of finding him areas. Um, you know, probably going to move him around a little bit more um, just to get him kind of back to where he was last year in terms of just how he feels on the court. I think being comfortable as a player um, is key to, to being successful. And so I think we just got to continue to work with him and, and get him in spots that, you know, he feels comfortable with. Um, but I think the more game experience he gets under his belt, um, the better he'll be. Is it different for him playing with a guy like Dawson as well, who's obviously going to get his touches? Last year it was Peyton that was, you know, going to take a lot of shots. But is that a different, you know, personnel grouping for him to find his way? A little bit. I think, um, too, you know, we, I got to do a better job of mixing him up, you know, at the three and the four. You know, last year it was predominantly um, at the small forward or the quote-unquote four spot. And, and this year he's definitely obviously played more on the perimeter. So I think it's finding that, that happy medium and in, in getting him to play both and do both and figure out, okay, where is your advantage in this game? Where offensively, okay, can, can this guy or this guy guard you? And, and if so, all right, we got to counter that. And I think once we really start to, to kind of figure that out with him and with the other guys, I think the other guys getting used to playing with him too, and, and that starts in practice, um, I think the more continuity you'll have. And then, too, you think about uh, Jameson hasn't practiced uh, up until, what, a few weeks ago. And Dawson's, uh, you know, in the first handful of games, was definitely called upon to be the, the scorer. Now, all of a sudden, you add the leading scorer in. Those two guys haven't practiced together a lot. How, how patient in that regard do you have to be, too, that those guys, uh, as well as they know each other, they haven't played together much? And it, that probably takes time. And then you throw in Cooper, who hasn't been around, and the freshman, and um, pretty soon each game. And then last night, you know, Garcia's not feeling great. Great. So you, there's a lot of factors there too, right? Yeah, no, no, no. The things you just you showed out through practice and, and the early part of the season sometimes it's hard because when you're in a tournament you don't get that practice time and that's where um, you know you're able to to rep it and so much it is reps and it is it's getting comfortable with um, the new personnel on the court um, and running new stuff and new plays and continuity so um i think the more we can just again get practice time you know we took today off but tomorrow we're gonna go and we're gonna get you know a chance to just work on us where it's not you're not working on prep you're not working on scouting but you get a chance to compete and work against us i think will be a really good thing for this team this is the first time um, on this show because it's the first show that we've been able to talk about having dawson garcia i know you've been asked a lot about him obviously going back to big 10 media day but it was a big deal when he decided to come back here everybody knows the record everybody knows his history and his ability just what's it been like as a guy that knew him for a really long time recruiting him at a couple different spots to have him in the program and just what has he brought in terms of what you thought he might bring well it's great to give him back um you know it's great to get a guy here that that wants to be here um that has kind of been through it at two different spots at a high level that understands you know power five basketball his work ethic is second to none um 
know, he's a great example for our younger guys of how to go about your business, and, and he's productive. And, um, you know, I think in time, you know, he's going to really impact our program for, for years to come. And I think he's just kind of scratching the surface of what he's able to do individually and, and what he's able to do to, to really help our team. And, um, you know, I think, again, as he gets more games under his belt and more practices under his belt, um, he's going to really do a, a really good job for us this year. Well, let's take our first break. We're at the Buffalo Wild Wings on location. We'll be here every Tuesday throughout the season, noon until 1. We're at the University of Minnesota location, Station 19. You can come and join us in future weeks. You can obviously listen here as well. Buffalo Wild Wings is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and the official sports bar of March Madness. This is Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Learfield. Business owners who use Sunbelt Business Advisors get 15% more than the market average when they sell. Sunbelt is Minnesota's largest seller of companies. They have the most business brokers, which means more buyers, more offers, and higher sales prices. When it's time to sell your business, guarantee yourself a maroon and gold win and hire the team at Sunbelt Business Advisors. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com to reach the most buyers for your business and get the most from your life's work. sunbeltminnesota.com when it comes to home renovation or project cleanup, Waste Management's Bagster Bag is one strong receiver. The Bagster Dumpster in a Bag can hold up to 3,300 pounds of debris. That's about the weight of the entire Golden Gophers first team offense plus three cheerleaders. The Bagster Bag is just the right size for kitchen and bathroom remodels or basement and garage cleanups. And it can cost 50% less than renting a full-size dumpster, making it the perfect solution for your next project. To make the Bagster Bag part of your cleanup playbook, visit thebagster.com. It's the Ford Shine Bright Sales Event, and Ford is helping you be a light for others this holiday season. Right now, get special offers on select Ford trucks and SUVs. Come in and choose a vehicle in stock, or simply place a custom order, lock in your rate, and you're protected. Hurry in to your local Ford dealer today and find the Ford vehicle that helps you shine bright all season long. Not all models, trims, or features may be available or may be subject to change. Buffalo Wild Wings has partnered with the Gophers men's basketball team to offer you wings for threes this season. Anytime the Gophers make seven or more three-point shots in a game, fans win $7 off orders of 15 or more wings. Offer valid at participating locations throughout Minnesota for two days after each qualifying game. Come to Buffalo Wild Wings for Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson on Tuesdays from 12 to 1 at the Buffalo Wild Wings University of Minnesota location. Buffalo Wild Wings is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and the official sports bar of March Madness. The Abbott Fund, the foundation of the global healthcare company Abbott, is dedicated to helping people build better lives and stronger communities in Minnesota and around the world. Abbott and the Abbott Fund have supported the University of Minnesota's MAGIC program for over a decade. MAGIC stands for Maroon and Gold Impacting the Community. This support helps the University of Minnesota to provide student-athletes with quality volunteer opportunities to give back to youth in the Twin Cities. Thank you, Abbott Fund, for helping us strengthen our communities. How do you treat cancer? At M Health Fairview, we know that treating cancer starts with caring for you. So we care with everything we've got. We care with our drive, our passion from losing people we love, and relentless optimism in the face of uncertainty. Because at M Health Fairview, we don't just treat cancer, we treat you. 
So Planet Fitness is only $10 a month. Pretty sweet. That's $10 a month to be in a thumbs up emoji place. Yes, I just said thumbs up emoji. It means that you're in the judgment free zone. That's $10 a month. Join in club or online at planetfitness.com. The world judges. We don't. Planet Fitness. Be free. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. PNC has made a home here in the heart of our region, investing in our businesses, our communities, and our people. PNC Bank's focus on giving back is part of an ongoing commitment to customers, employees, and the communities PNC Bank serves. Because when one of us succeeds, we all win. Visit PNCBank.com to learn more about taking steps toward your financial goals. PNC Bank, a proud supporter of Gopher Athletics. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Gopher fans, make sure Chick-fil-A is part of your game day routine with Gopher Fan Fridays presented by Chick-fil-A Twin Cities and Chick-fil-A St. Cloud. All you have to do is place a mobile order via the Chick-fil-A app on Fridays all year long and you'll receive a free item for your next order just because you're a Gopher fan. So, as you prepare for Gopher basketball games this season, make sure to get Chick-fil-A on Fridays and show your Gopher pride. Sky Yuma, Chick-fil-A Minnesota is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. This season, Minnesota Soybean has teamed up with the Gophers to take charge and cut carbon. Donating $1,000 to the University of Minnesota Soybean Research Center for each game where the Gophers successfully take a charge. This support contributes to the cutting-edge research and innovation that allows our state to play a leading role in identifying sustainable uses of soy-based products such as biodiesel. Thank you to Minnesota Soybean and Soybean Farmers and their checkoff for taking charge and cutting carbon, helping all Minnesotans breathe easier. Minnesota Soybean is a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. Welcome back. We continue. It's our first show of the season. Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson. We are at the Buffalo Wild Wings on campus right next door to Williams Arena. We're sponsored by Sunbelt Business Advisors. Alumni-owned Sunbelt should be on your team roster. If you're selling a business, get your Sunbelt no-cost confidential business valuation today. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. We thank them for their support of the show. We're here every Tuesday now at noon during the basketball season. Uh, we're, we'll dive into the weeds a little bit on last night's game look ahead to Sunday's game as well but still some general thoughts is on the uh, you know the first week of the show we want to talk a little bit about uh, just generally how the season has gone and I think uh, Ben you and I had talked about in one of the pregame interviews the idea of um, obviously you you want the identity of the program you've talked about it a lot to be that tough hard-nosed gritty um, not going to get outworked and, and those kind of things and I think you've talked about freshmen having to learn just what that intensity level has to be every single possession. I think the, the DePaul game you cited is, okay, that was a little punch in the chin there for a minute. Um, last night was their first road trip of the year, and I thought it was a good crowd there. You know, it's 8,000, but the, the building makes some noise, and they were, the band was great, and the student section was great, and they played inner Sandman like they do for football, and um, your guys tried to weather that, and I thought got off to a good start. They were not intimidated. It was, you know, you guys had the lead up until it was about 22-22. But talk about just generally trying to invoke. It's not like they're maliciously saying, well, I'm not going to play hard or play with intensity every possession. They probably think that. But the idea of what that level has to be on every possession, particularly once you hit the Big Ten slate, how, how do you instill that when they know, okay, yeah, this is this is what we need? Yeah, no, there's no, there's no plays off on either side of the ball. So I think, um, one, they've got to experience it. They've got to go through it. 
Um, they've got to get beat up a little bit. They got to see it in live action. And then two, you just got to try to find a way to simulate that intensity in practice um, and, and make practice competitive as much as you can um, because it is, there's a big difference, especially, you know, when you come from the, the high school level um, where everybody thinks they're playing hard, but then there's a, a difference between, you know, are you playing as hard as a 22, 23, 24 year old? Um, are you as physically, you know, ready and, and ready to meet that, that physical challenge as, as guys that are, you know, grown men, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so, again, I think some of it is that you have to have that, that life experience. You've got to be able to have the first experience on the road where it's not neutral site, where the fans uh, are going against you. Um, and there's momentum that way that's against you. you got to be able to weather that. you got to be able to feel that so that now in practice when you're simulating it, it makes more sense. I can, early in the year, you can yell and scream until you're blue in the face about, you know, the intensity it's got to be at and you can get away with this and that. Well, they're going to look at me like, yeah, okay, but not fully understand it. Whereas now, the more games we have under the belt, they get it. You know, it's like we're running uh, something defensively and, and the talk is quiet and I tell them, you know, fellas, if I can barely hear you in our practice gym, we've got no chance in front of 8,000 people. And they kind of look at you like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but now when they've gone through that and they've been in an in a arena or stadium that's 8,000, they're like, you know what, he's right. Like our, our talk's got to increase. It's got to get louder. There's got to be more urgency. So the hard part is, you know, with, with new, you, you just, they've got to experience it firsthand sometimes. And um, not, not to go down a real rabbit hole here, but um, I've always thought uh, the AAU, situation it's it's great right for you guys recruiting you can go out and watch a bunch of kids in a weekend but i also think sometimes that intensity level you watch an aau game it's not always there defensively right guys need to get points to get scholarships how much does that play into young guys coming off high school season and then the aau and then to okay this is this isn't an aau game in july out in bloomington <laughs> you know <laughs> right um no I, I just think part of it too is human nature i mean i think i was probably the same way as a sure as a young player where um, you just don't have that sense of reality in what, you know, high major basketball or you're playing in the Big Ten ACC Challenge or you're playing at DePaul or UNLV, you don't fully always grasp, okay, am I ready for this confrontation? Um, and so, you know, I think uh, because of that, we got to find ways to, to stay positive, to instill that with our guys. Um, but I guess I think sometimes the learning is the, is the greatest teacher yeah. and you got to You got to have that experience. And I do think that's also why, you know, across the board in most sports, you don't see many first year players playing those extended minutes, you know, because most teams, um, they, they have an older core group or they have guys that have that a coach trusts early just because they've been through it. And, and, Again, I want to be able to give our guys those experiences um, because I do. I think it helps them mature and grow quicker. Um, and, you know, if that means we're going to take our lumps early, you know, so be it. But I believe in the room that we got and, and the players that we have, and they're here for a reason. And let's let's get better and let's get back to work. Along those lines you brought up, I was probably the same way as a player. Do you remember, you know, whether it was at Northwestern or Minnesota, like, okay, I'm not in the Tri-Metro anymore. Like, it's, it's not St. <laughs> Agnes. It's not Blake. Like, it's not Breck. It's something different. Like, do you remember that from your own experience playing? Yeah, no, I think, you know, once um, – Obviously, once you, you get in the Big Ten as a true freshman, you realize, you know, whoa. And we didn't, you know, back then we had our first, I think it was maybe the first or second year of the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and we played Florida State. And I just remember just the size and the athleticism. It's like, okay, this is this is live action. <laughs> this is a little bit different, you know. Um, 
But again, it it, uh, it takes that. It takes you um, having to, you know, kind of be thrown to the fire, like I said, and to have to experience it because it's the fight or flight. You figure out quickly that, okay, old habits aren't going to work against this level of competition or, you know, I'm not just going to be able to cut and get open. Like, I got to set my cut up. I got to make contact. I got to release. I got to, you know, one, two, the ball. All those little fundamental stuff that, you know, a lot of times, you know, Early on in your career, somebody can look at it and say, yeah, 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 yeah. But then when you go against that elite talent, you realize why all that stuff matters. Sometimes, too, I think I watch teams as they develop, particularly young ones, and if they're coached right, that it's, as you mentioned, you say you got to take your lumps, and nobody likes that. And at some point, you hope that stops. And sometimes it happens that all of a sudden it, it just it just happens like a game oh it's a clo- it might even be a close loss and then you win one and it might not even be a five game winning streak but you just start seeing it and then that can carry over into setting the tone and the culture then for the future so obviously the hope is that you guys are coaching them now that at some point whether it's in two weeks or in february or whatever that fans will be saying okay now this team is starting to kind of understand and some of those uh you know that tough medicine they had to take maybe in in uh you know november is is now paying off yeah no definitely not and that's why you got to stay the course um that's why you know if you're firm in what you believe in you don't get away from that even when you're not necessarily producing wins like like we all want um you got to stay the course and you got to keep building and, and keep attacking each day um but no team in november is a team um you know, even whoever's going to end up, you know, winning the national championship, they weren't a team in November. Sometimes that doesn't even happen until January, February, where you truly understand the pieces that you have, uh, the the role definition, uh, how you're going to play. I mean, that stuff has to play out over the course of the year. Um, you know, we all want it now, uh, coaches and players more than anybody. Um, but I think the bigger thing is is you got to stay the course and you got to keep, um, you know, having that growth mindset and you got to be willing to work every single day because you do you don't know when all of a sudden the light's going to come on and you're going to figure it out and you're like oh man all of a sudden we're playing really good basketball right what did you take out of the california trip and the couple of games out there i think you know one thing the first game um you we able to take you know we talk about being able to play with a lead and and that is a form of adversity you know it's like okay we get off to this i think it was 15-0 yeah really good start really good start yep. and but you know as a coach okay this is they're gonna make a they're gonna make a run like we're not blowing this team out right <laughs> and so uh you're sitting there and it's a good teaching point because you have to learn how to play with the lead and you have to learn how to you know stay in attack mode and not ease up and knowing that this team is gonna make a run to get back in it can you withstand that run and still win? And so I think that was great for us to, you know, be tested with, okay, we had that lead, that was adversity. We come back, we're able to withstand that, but then they counter that and they take it into overtime. Well, now you got that form of adversity. Can you still win? And then we're able to find a way to win it. So I think in that game, we were able to check a lot of boxes for our guys to say, look, man, like you can do this and we've done this. It's not always pretty and that's okay. And then I think you go back to, to the UNLV game, um, just a different style. You know, we, we won't play against a team that defensively plays like that. They really make it an individual game just with how they guard. Um, but I think just 
learning how to play against that type of just, you know, athlete like Illinois, you know, they're going to play like that to a certain level. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that prepares you for down the line in league play when you see teams that climb up in you and you got to be able to be ball tough and you got to still be able to try to run whatever you're trying to run um, and, and play with and play against that type of speed. But just that defensive physical presence. And, and can we learn from that? You know, can we take even though we don't guard like them, but take that mindset and turn that and help that be, make our defense better because we saw it. Yeah, you mentioned the 15-0 lead. I was watching that game, and the commentators were basically ready to sign off. And they're like, hey, it's 15-0. You can't argue with the start. And then, look, Ben Johnson's going to be able to do all these kind of things. I'm like, have you guys watched sports? Yeah. Like, it's, right. it's, it's probably – hoops and – Yeah, I'm not Especially, saying it's going to yeah. go into overtime here late into the, the California night. But as a coach, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, man, this is uh, it's kind of easy here early on. Like, it ain't going to be like this for 40 minutes. Like, when is the run going to happen? How are we going to respond to it? Just thinking how a coach would think about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> You know, Tim Miles, our friend Tim Miles has a great line. Um, he always says, if you're going to get down, get down early. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so true because um, I've been on both sides of it where if you're a coach and I'm down, you know, zero to 15, you're telling your guys, hey, fellas, they're not there. There's no way they're keeping this up. Right. We're going to have an opportunity to get back in the game. And then as you're the opposing coach, you're going, God, can we keep this up? <laughs> you know, and you're just hoping that it doesn't it doesn't fizzle out. Um, so that's the challenge. Um, but. I'd rather probably have the 15-0 lead and, and be able to figure it out that way than have the, the scratch and claw to get back in it. Um, but, you know, I do think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good learning experience for everybody to know that, like, you know, it's a game of runs. Uh, I don't care how big the runs are, especially early. It's a game of runs, and you got to be able to be mentally and physically tough to withstand those runs and get yourself back in the game or, again, find a way to extend the lead. All right, let's take our second break of the show. We will come back and talk more. We also want to mention for the folks that braved the weather and made it out, we have a sign-up sheet. Our sponsor, the University of Minnesota Bookstore, we have a $25 gift card. So if you haven't signed up, our mini fishbowl there, uh, put your name on a sheet, put it in there. We're going to draw a winner for a $25 gift card later on in the show. The University of Minnesota Bookstore is your one-stop shop for all the Golden Gopher apparel and items you need. You can shop here on campus at the bookstore at the Kauffman Memorial, or you can go to bookstores.umn.edu and we thank you and thank them for their support. More of Gopher Basketball Weekly when we come back. It is Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Le the Fan. Day noon until one. We're at the Buffalo Wild Wings on campus. We want to also talk about the Man Up Club, a nonprofit mentor leadership organization that works to empower young black males to make positive life choices while preparing them for post high school education via college or trade school. And they've partnered with us. You can visit themanupclub.org for more information uh thanks to true north and everybody else and we have some representatives here at the show today thank you for coming out and we appreciate it all right coach um let's uh, continue to talk go for basketball mike grimm and justin guard with ben johnson um as we mentioned seven games in i think probably one of the hardest things for a coach to figure out right is playing time for in a rotation and who gets to play and who earns time and uh that's probably particularly hard when you got freshmen you've got transfers you've got guys that were injured and now rejoining um how now through seven games um i mean it, you know you've got guys that have played a lot of minutes and then some games they don't play as much and how, how is how is the staff handling you know who gets to play and when that's always the especially early that the, i think coaching wise one of the hardest um things to just have a grasp on is the rotations and your rotations because you're still trying to figure out your team and um you know 
sometimes opponents can can dictate that a little bit with just matchups defensively. Um, and then you're still trying to figure out, you know, all right, who works well together, who doesn't. You know, stylistically, how are we going to play? And if we want to play this certain way, who do we need to have in? And so that's an ongoing process. I, I would say typically, you know, unless you just are set, like last year was different, but on a typical team, you're not going to really be comfortable with your rotations till probably mid to late December going into league play. Um, and so now that's just a process of trying to figure out, okay, here's who we are as a team now. Okay, who helps us? in this way to win games and then okay how are we how are we going to rotate and then sub and, and do all that and you know sometimes um you know depending on the the makeup of your team um you know sometimes it's good to do you want some firepower to come in off the bench where it gives you a boost um you know are you able to play a certain way defensively by starting a certain group that you're more comfortable with so you're just trying to figure out all of that early um so that when you hit league play you have a really good kind of understanding of okay here's our rotation and you know here's how we're going to get guys minutes and where in your perfect world how many guys is that Yeah, I don't know. For 2022, how many guys does it have to Yeah, I remember Coach Noah used to say, uh, play eight, trust seven, I think was his line. Right. Yeah. It's harder now because you got the portal. Yeah. That's that's uh, kind of why I phrased it that way. Like, how many does it have to be in 2022 compared to how many you'd want it to be in 2022? Yeah. Those are real two different questions. Um, (laughs) No, that's that's the part you try to figure out um, because... You know, you, guys want to play, and, and I get that. And, and you want guys to play, and again, um, you know, playing gives you that experience, especially if you're younger guys. So you want to be able to, to to give them that. But at the same time, you you know, you got to win games, and you want to win games. You want to put the best uh, team out there that can help you do that. So finding that balance, um, and I think some of it too depends on what you're comfortable with playing wise. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna play a little bit faster, it's a lot easier to play more guys. Um, if you're gonna play a little bit slower, you know, it's it's harder to get those guys. In. Um, but I think the biggest thing with any coach is the trust factor. Is once you get to that January um, kind of deadline, it's like, okay, who do we trust on both sides of the ball? Um, that's going to be able to, you know, get us in position to to win games and and do what we need to do as a team to be successful. So I was we were going to do stretch four, and my bit today was going to yeah. be basically stretch five and talk about all the freshmen, talk about all the new guys because a lot of them are playing. Um, obviously, um, Pharrell Payne, like when when you recruited him, you know people talked about kind of him being a late bloomer. People talked uh, they, in the high school world that I trust that this dude's going to be a monster. Like physically, he is what he is. But it seems like you know physically, I think you said it before the season, like he's ready to go. Um, so let's start with him, Pharrell Payne, and, and what you've seen from him so far in the young season. Yeah. No, I love what Pharrell brings. Um, you know, I think his biggest advantage is obviously he's, he's a very good player, but he's physically and athletically, you know, a sophomore, junior, Big Ten-wise even. And so that's given him a huge advantage, but he's taken that and run with it because he works. And he, he, he loves to be coached. Uh, he's enjoyable. Um, he wants to be really, really good. He's got a competitive fight to him. I think he's just only going to get better as the days go by. And so we want to get him out there as much as possible and, and let him find his way. Um, but he's, I'm glad we got him, you know, and I, I think in year two, um, you know, we, we, we caught a couple breaks, but thankfully we've got him because I just think Sky's really going to be the limit for him. Well, and that was, and take us back to, I know he was a priority for you in recruiting pretty early on. So what did you see 
in the you know when he wasn't maybe a name that was on everybody's radar, what did you see early on that made you say, "All right, we got to go get this kid." I just think you see his overall talent right away. I mean, just watching him run up and down the floor a couple trips, you can just see just raw talent. And then I think the more you watch him, the more you see um, he's he's pretty skilled. And he can, he can do a lot of things. He can pass it. Um, he's a willing passer. Um, he can get from A to B. He can play on the perimeter a little bit, a little bit in terms of you know, helping you run your, your offense through the elbows. Um, but then you just, you just see the upside and, and the athleticism. And you're going, man, you know, now you combine this with the work ethic. Um, that's what's going to put him in a position to be a really good player. So if I remember it correctly... You were in on him pretty early. He kind of got a little bit of a profile. And then I remember there was a time where Purdue was like kind of in the mix, the team that you're about to play Sunday. How annoying is that when you're, you're there and you're doing all this and all of a sudden, oh, Matt Painter's courtside. That's cool. That's great. Now, I didn't see Paint for two years, and now he's here courtside. Like, that's the world of recruiting, right? Yeah, that happened. Scared me half to death. <laughs> yeah, that's why I brought it up. Especially when you talk about big guys. Yes, exactly. They kind of pattern themselves after that. But that was one you just kind of pulled Paint to the side and said, hey, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Go somewhere else. <laughs> let, let me get one here okay. um, I remember other stories where like um, someone would say um, how tall is he seven foot oh is Purdue recruiting him okay well then we never mind like right. sorry well, that's the fear I mean because yeah. again uh, you know obviously you know Matt does a great job um, and he sees it like we see it right. so like he's he's watching and some, sometimes people understand like a kid doesn't have to be, play great or out of his mind for a coach to see it and so that was my worry. Sometimes, you know, some coaches would watch him. If he didn't play great, he, he kind of, ah, he's okay. Whereas, like, you know, he watches him. I could be like, man, he's going to see the same stuff I see. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if he plays good or bad. He's going to see it. And then you just hope, like, all right, hopefully there's somebody in their state that they got or it doesn't match up roster-wise. But I do think, um, whether it's your two, three, four, five, to get really good players, any team has to catch a little bit of a break here or there. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad we caught a couple and we were able to get them. Brady uh, Carrington, uh, obviously Mr. Basketball, led Park Center to the state title last year. was banged up a little bit earlier this season, but now he's getting to play a little bit. Um, how's his progression and what have you seen from him from what you thought you were getting? Yeah, it's been good. I think he's been steady since the summer. Um, you know, I think Braden's uh, the type of player um, that fits in what we do because he just knows how to play the game. Um, he's got a good feel for being, you know, 18-year-old freshman. Um, I think he stays within himself, which is good. He knows who he is. You know, I think he had, he does have the ability to, to, to shoot the ball. He can guard um, team-wise and individually. And so I, I think he, just like, you know, Pharrell, he, he's got an upside. I think he, he's a kid that has shown, um, doesn't shy away from the work and wants to be really good and, and naturally competes. So um, we got big big expectations for Braden, not only for this year, but for, for down the line. And how much does the, not that, you know, if you don't win a state title, you, you're not a winner, but how much does it help to come from, you know, a program that is, you know, the last, I don't know, decade or so has been used to winning. It wasn't always like that at Park Center. You know, up there was kind of the Osseo Champlin Park deal. But a lot of these kids have stayed at Park Center and really developed a good thing up there. I think that's huge. I think... Um, you know, winners win, and it carries with that a, a level of confidence that, you know, as a coach, you want to instill, but it's hard to give somebody. But 
his experience has given him that confidence. And, and, and like I said, he's a champion. And I do think he's carried that. And you win Mr. Basketball, I think he's carried that. And that adds to confidence. But I think the culture that, that he had there and be able to go through that run that they did and, and win a state championship, that can't do anything but help you. And now you're thinking as yourself, as you should, along the lines of, of being that winner and being that champion. Jaden Henley. Um, Jaden's probably got one of the bigger upsides. Um, you know, Jaden's, everything's new to Jaden right now. Um, uh, I, I love him, um, but it's Including all, the snow? Including the snow. Yeah. It's, it's all new. But <laughs> I think with uh, with Jaden, you'll see, I mean, he's got just some tools that you can't really teach. He's got a really good first step. He's, he's pretty skilled. Now we just got to make, you know, what he does consistent. And again, throwing a lot at these guys, you know, throwing a lot at him and, and expectations at him. And so there's going to be, you know, some ups and downs. But I think the the payout at the end with a guy with that type of ability and, and length and size um, could really be special. Again, I love the fact that he's versatile and he can do a lot of everything. And so now, it's again, it's getting him to hone in on just kind of the, the details and fine-tuning some things and getting him used to um, being a little bit more consistent. But um, you talk about, an, again, another kid that loves it, um, that's a pleasure to be around, that wants the work, that wants to get extra reps, that doesn't back out of practice, that um, wants to compete all the time um, and is just is not afraid to fail. Um, that, that's Jaden, and I think that's why he's going to be really good. From California, right? California. Knows Dennis Evans, also from California. So how are you pulling that off? Uh, well, how are you pulling it all over the wool over the California kids to get them to come to Minnesota? Again, there was there was some luck involved. You know, Jaden was, um, was a late bloomer, um, both just with his game, maturity of his game, and, and, his, um, and his height. You know, Jaden grew to be about whatever he is, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, but last year, you know, a year and a half ago, he was probably 6'1". And, um, you know, played on a non-shoe team AAU program. So sometimes those guys don't get as seen as if you're, if you're on the shoe circuit. And um, we were able to get on them early. And, you know, some some Mountain West jumped in, San Diego State and, and some others. And some, some Pac-12 started to jump in. But by that time, thankfully, we had done enough work. Um, and, again, you know, you get a kid from that far, it's work, but a little bit of luck. And we got lucky again because he obviously had a relationship with Dennis. Yeah. And so we weren't new to Dennis when we tried to jump in the mix. Um, you would think that just being, again, an L.A. kid with Minnesota, but because of his relationship with Jaden and, and their relationship with their AU program and, and their people, was able to, to help us really get involved. Fun times, no doubt about that. That's, that's pretty cool. All right, let's take our final break. I'll say this, though, too. Joshua Joseph. I was going to get to him after the Oh, oh okay. Go ahead. Let's do it. Let's, let's say that. Yeah, let's yeah. do it now. Quick. Uh, uh, real quick, I think Josh is, is again in that in that uh, Jaden category where, you know, athletically through the roof. Um, he's a guy more than anybody that just needs to play. Yeah. He needs that game experience. He needs to play. But I think you'll see. I mean, you can look at Josh's numbers now. He's really productive. Right. The minutes that he's in. He's a little bit like Murph where you kind of don't know what he is. Maybe he doesn't fit in the category, but then he fills the stat sheet. He can really guard. Um, I think Josh got a chance to. He had that play last night. He blocks a shot. Okay, I'm calling on the radio. Blocks a shot. Ball goes out. I think Battle got it. Passed it ahead. Coming down, and and I'm not paying attention behind the play. And all of a sudden, uh, he ends up 
sprinting by four guys. He hits the ball on the block, and he and he gets like a six-foot shot and makes it. Love those like, guys. And I'm yeah. thinking, did I call that wrong? I said he blocked the shot. The best part about that. How did John, he do that? He just sprinted by guys. Yeah, yeah, he has no idea what he's doing half the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. I love him. But um, he does. he's so athletic and talented where, you know, what him and Pharrell can do and Jaden to a certain level, but like what Josh and Pharrell can do and what they can make up for because of their length and athleticism, again, you can't teach that. They just need those reps and experience and they need time on their side. Um, you know, Josh, again, is trying to guard Mutz, who's a you know, six-year college player yeah. who's got like three majors. You know? <laughs> and Josh, Josh is trying to figure out, you know, you know the basics of being a, a yeah. freshman. Uh, but again, I just think it's, it's when you got that much upside and you're a willing worker, uh, give yourself a chance yeah he did he made he gambled thinking he'd get a steal on us one time and for the two freshmen both lunch and, and they end up giving end a dunk up, yeah they're on the cover of the media guide this week right so <laughs> well, yeah they'll be on his highlight film yeah. whenever that gets but sent out it's okay now they learn right yeah. now they learn all right our final break we will take the break now that's the stretch for thank you to uh, jg we want to thank dan robotham our on-site engineer jerry kelly is our producer and thanks to michelle train traversy as well for helping us uh, get everything organized here today you can come every week buffalo wild wings the ben Johnson Coaches Show, Tuesdays, noon to one. Buffalo Wild Wings, a proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics and the official sports bar of March Madness. Our remaining moments next, it's Golden Gopher Basketball from Learfield. Are you looking for concert or sports tickets? As the official secondary ticket seller of the Minnesota Gophers, Ticket King is a local company you can trust. They have seats to fit every budget, and tickets can be sent to you overnight or easily picked up in their store. They even offer parking or tailgating passes, and all tickets are guaranteed. Visit them at TicketKingOnline.com or call them directly at 612-341-4131. That's TicketKingOnline.com, the local leader for all your ticket needs. The Small Business Game Changer Award, sponsored by North American Banking Company, is back this year. North American Banking Company and Gopher Athletics are looking to give one lucky small business a $20,000 marketing partnership with Gopher Athletics. To nominate a small business you love, head to nabankco.com slash gophers and tell us why a partnership with the Gophers would be a game changer. Special shout out to North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. When you want to get around gold country safely, securely, and on time, call Kerry Limousine. Carrie's the leader in the business, offering a world-class fleet featuring consistent, reliable service every time. Carrie sanitizes each vehicle before each trip so you can feel confident when your certified driver picks you up. When you're ready to travel, call Carrie Limousine, 612-623-0565, or book online at Carrie.com. That's C-A-R-E-Y.com. As a business owner, are you recruiting a team focused on safety and preventing claims? What happens when you encounter a foul that leaves you at a disadvantage? You don't want to be left throwing up a half-court shot if a claim threatens your winning streak. Let Federated Mutual Insurance Company step in to give you a layup. Our team is ready to get the ball back in your court, especially when it comes to driving. We want you to make it home safe. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Proud sponsor of Golden Gopher Men's Basketball. FAN. 
Ben Johnson, we're at the Buffalo Wild Wings on campus right next to Williams Arena. And we're sponsored by Sunbelt. Alumni-owned Sunbelt business advisors should be on your team roster. If you're selling a business, get your Sunbelt. No-cost, confidential business valuation today. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Mike Grimm and Justin Gard with you. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. And um, Big Ten basketball starts this weekend uh, for the Golden Gophers. That started a few years ago when conference play uh, started in December with a couple of games. And, uh, you know, Purdue uh, was in the thick of the championship chase last year thought maybe a final four caliber type team made the sweet 16 uh, and then predicted to finish fifth sixth or seventh depending on the preseason poll and all of a sudden they're ranked in the nation's top five and that's who you draw to open big 10 play on sunday coach what about purdue yeah try not to think about them uh <laughs> but we have to now because we that's that's the next uh game at hand the next prep but you know, obviously, they're, they're playing, I think, arguably the best basketball in the country right now. Really, really clicking, really rolling. Um, they've got good young talent. They've got, obviously, uh, Edie, who could be, you know, the, the nation's player of the year right now, I guess, if you had to vote. Yeah. Um, so they're humming, and, and they've been tested. So uh, we know, uh, as always, going into... You know, Purdue and, and West Lafayette is it's no easy task, especially you know, now that they're rolling. So it's a challenge. You know, we'll prepare and prep the right way. I know guys will be excited and we'll roll it out there and see what we can do. All right, very good. That might be maybe the best home court edge in the league, you think? Other than here, it's tough. Yeah, that's a yeah, tough yeah. No, to it's tough. Yeah, for sure. The band's right in your ear, right down there by the uh, not an empty the seat. bench. Yeah, not an empty seat. All right, well, 4 o'clock, the tip-off. We'll take air at 3.30 from West Lafayette, the opener of Big Ten basketball. We got the first show under the belt. Thanks for coming out. Good job, guys. All right, thank you. Down. We appreciate it. Outside. Yeah, that's uh, brave that weather. There it is. It's Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson from Learfield. U of M looks good on you. Shop the largest selection of University of Minnesota clothing, accessories, and gifts at the University of Minnesota bookstores. Love to read? Check out their huge selection of books. Want competitive pricing on the latest technology, tech accessories, services, and repairs? U of M bookstores has that too. Visit the U of M bookstores in Kauffman Memorial Union, the St. Paul Student Center, game day kiosks, or online at bookstores.umn.edu. Midland Hills Country Club is well known as one of the finest golf clubs in the Twin Cities. The club has totally renovated its classic Seth Rayner design course back to its original design. Enjoy a meticulously maintained course and experience what Midland Hills Country Club has to offer. Midland Hills is conveniently located in Roseville, just 10 minutes from either downtown. A limited number of memberships are available. The club offers a great golfing experience and a comfortable social atmosphere. Visit MidlandHillsCC.org. From Buffalo Wild Wings on the University of Minnesota campus, the official sports bar of March Madness, Gopher Basketball Weekly with Ben Johnson on the Gopher Sports Network from Learfield has been brought to you by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Gopher Sports Network.